You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. I'll give you like an introduction um, in post-production, like I'll record it on my own. But one way to sum you up, one of your recent Facebook posts just said, Mission Impossible, based on a true story. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, Peru. That was, right, right. That was pretty crazy. That itinerary was psychotic. Are we recording? We are. We're okay, live, dude. yeah, that, that, that itinerary was crazy because... Uh, I tried to do what people do in two and a half weeks. I did it in about five or six days. It's insane. Insane. Did you go straight from uh, Wales to Peru, or did you come home first? No, I came home for a week, went to work, and then... Um, oh, okay. And someone uh, had messaged me on Facebook, hey, this is the last swell, potentially, for Peru in this area, which is northern Peru. Um, it's wintertime there. He's like, and I've always wanted to go there. And um, I'm all into the checking out like archaeological sites as well, so I'm right. like... Dude, I can if I can score this swell, and then when the swell drops, go to see Machu Picchu, and then go to the Nazca Lines. That'll be the ultimate trip, mixing in, you know, the archaeological thing with the uh, surfing, uh, catching the swell, strike mission. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it off, but the itinerary was just too tight. Um, everything was too close. I had to take nine planes total, and uh, and two trains and two buses, and I had to leave surfboards in the airport in Lima so that I could and then get my boarding pass 24 hours in advance because I knew that I'd have uh, I thought I'd have 30 minutes to board a plane truth be told I had no time to board this plane and if I missed this plane from uh, Cusco to Lima I missed my $480 Nazca Lines trip the following morning which they're coming to pick me up at my house or my hotel in, uh, in Lima so man I paid my taxi driver double the money to get me the impossible, to get me on the on the plane before 5 p.m., and he had a focus, and we had a focus, and and, and it would just navigate through heavy traffic. It, it was dangerous. I probably wouldn't have him do that ever again, or drive like that ever again. And um, uh, I boarded the plane five minutes before the doors closed. Insane. I made the flight. Crazy. No so, no check-in bags. That's like on that trip. Like you said, nine planes. How yeah. many days? Five or six days? Is uh, it? Six days. I wait. Let me think. No, five days. Okay, five oh, days, crazy. nine planes. How many hours did you actually spend in the water? Oh, I surfed three full days. Oh, okay. I so it's worth three it. full days of surfing uh, twice a day, every day. Okay. I had a legit surf trip. Okay. I, I, it's amazing when you when you ma- uh, time manage things, you can get a lot of shit done. Totally. A lot of people drag their feet on stuff. I'm like, it took you a week to you know see this you know right. site. I'm like, oh, how's that possible? They just drag their feet. Well, that's, you're my favorite person to follow on Facebook because I'll see you put in like an eight-hour session at the pier and then the next morning I'll wake up and you're like, 
delivering a report on aliens from <laughs> from Giza, that was standing hilarious. with with a pyramid in the background. I'm like, yeah. how did you even get to Egypt yeah. in the last it's ten hours? Like, how that, does that even work? Yeah, it's you do it while people are sleeping. That's apparently how. so. Mm-hmm. You just sleep on trains and planes, yeah, and red eye flights, save on hotel bills. That you get way. up early. Well, honestly, I only sleep maybe five to six hours a night when I'm on these trips. Okay, uh, which most people only get that anyway uh, when they're in the, the rat race. Of right. Life. Right. So. All right, that's Huntington Beach's own Tom Resvin. We call him Indiana Jones, 007, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible, and of course, just Rezzy. The guy is one of a kind. He has some notable professional surfing results um, from the late 90s, early 2000s. But I remember him from the back cover of, I don't know if it was Surfer or Surfing Magazine, uh, from when I was in high school. But he was doing this big layback slam on an end section, and it was a rip curl advertisement. And that was my first experience, but the dude still rips. He's an eternal Grom. And the reason why I wanted to have him back on the show, this is his second appearance. You can find the other one in the archives. But um, the reason why I wanted to have him back on is because he was actually the very first surfer to surf that new wave park in Wales, Surf Snowdonia. We've talked about it on the show um, recently, and I'm sure that you've actually seen imagery of it, and you might have even seen Tom's imagery from it, considering that he was the first surfer. But we get into um, all of that in the show, uh, why he was there, and from all accounts, it's really the best artificial wave that the world has for surfing. So I'll just let Rezzy fill in the details. Well, right now, uh, currently, uh, Stonedonian is the, the longest uh, artificial wave out, okay. um, made by the people of Wave Garden who uh, have the one in Spain, which is, I heard, cannot be access to the public. Right. Um, so this is the first one accessible to the public, and it's double the size of the one in Spain, so the waves are two feet bigger, I think, maybe two and a half feet bigger, I would say up in the shoulder-high range on the sets. Okay. Um, double the size meaning double the wave height? Or double, double the, wave the length of ride? And la- uh, maybe, no, I, maybe even length of ride, I'm not sure. Okay. Because uh, I've never been to the one in Spain, but the wave rides are like 15 to maybe 20 seconds long. Okay. And that's pretty long for yeah. artificial wave. That's pretty long for a wave. Yeah, totally. Okay, we're only on a wave three seconds here in Huntington, maybe four. Um, if if you want to include the Huntington hop, which is pointless, right. maybe longer. But, um, uh, so yeah, it's it's the biggest one right now, and there's more being built. Uh, I think the next two years you're gonna see a lot of these pop up, not just Wave Gardens, but other like Kelly Slater's and right. Weber and all that. Yeah. So um, what is so Snowdonia is a region in Wales. Um, is there a surf culture there at all? Uh, no, it's adventure culture. I didn't know this. Uh, it's like they want to make it like an adventure capital of Wales. Uh, Northern Wales has a, is a full of adventure, zip lining. I did some weird tree thing that you're like 30 to 50 feet up in trees mm. and you're doing obstacles climbing a, a rope or, or, or crossing a rope crossing a board like it's full um fear factor stuff but you're mm. in like some kind of like a harness safety harness as you're doing it and they have all these adventure uh stuff and it, and i go i go when i was doing that tree deal i said to someone i go who the hell designed this? This is some kind of CIA military test. Turns out the guy who, who made most of these was in the military. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, like, you're really doing like, these military courses and shit. Like, you, it, so it's pretty funny. But, yeah, so this just adds to it, Surf Snowdonia. 
and um, just makes it an adventure uh, playground. Right. So it's not as if like they're capitalizing on an already existing surf culture in the area. They're almost like cultivating beginners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no. I mean, I, I don't know how many miles exactly it is, but I know it's not near an ocean. So got it. Uh, there's it's no in the surf culture, but but the people from the surf culture are coming there. Right. And uh, so it'll it, it'll attract people from the coast and of course inland and people always. A lot of people are messaging me like, oh, hey, I got to stop over in the UK. Hey, I'm going to be in Europe. Should I fly in for a day for this? So right. it'll just attract them to go there just to test it out. Bucket list kind of experience. Sure. So they opened to the public on August 1st. Yes. You were surfing it on July 22nd and 23rd. How the heck did you get the private invite? Okay, I'll tell you. It was uh, how I became the first surfer to surf it at that height was almost an accident. And... Um, well, basically about uh, two weeks or a week before July 22nd, I saw Surf Park Central on Facebook talk about the Surf Snowdonia, how it was supposed to be a, uh, a two meter, which is like six and a half feet barreling wave. I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. You mean I could, might, might get like one of the you know, longest barrels in an artificial wave pool? I got to test this out. So I, I messaged Surf Snowdonia's uh, PR and um, I sent all the uh, work that I had done for Wadi Adventure which I got a lot of exposure out of that. I was the first surfer from the United States to surf it. The second professional surfer to surf it. Dion uh, went nuts in that thing and blew minds. That's so, the pool in uh, uh, Dubai, and, right? Yeah, everyone says Dubai, yeah, but it's, it's, it's an hour away from Dubai in Alain, but yeah. In where? Yeah, Alain, which Al-Ain. is one hour away from Dubai. It'll be got like it. saying it's a pool in Los Angeles, but really it's in Orange. Newport Beach okay. or something, yeah. Alain, is yeah. the country name? Uh, country is United Arab Emirates. Got it. So um, it's more closer to Abu Dhabi, which is one of the richest cities in United Arab Emirates. But anyway, so I sent all my coverage from there. I did so well there getting them coverage. They actually used me as their homepage for the last year and a half. doing like On their that. website? Yeah, on, on wadiadventure.ae. Um, uh, I, uh, I'm on their homepage uh, opening, doing a slob air. Yeah, I've so seen I sent, I sent all, all that over there, and they were still, yeah, come down. I... I Showed up on July 20th. My stay was supposed to be the 20th to the 20, 23rd. Um, and I thought I'd have a couple hundred waves by then. Um, but uh, things change. And, 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 and what happened is the PR uh, spokesperson for Surf Snowdonia uh, wasn't really communicating with Wave Garden engineers uh, as well as she could have been. Because when I got there on Monday, the, the wave wasn't ready to be surfed. Tuesday, a wave wasn't ready to be surfed. Wednesday afternoon, uh, it was the first wave that came in at four to five foot face at all. You mm. know, And um, there were a couple days where I sat in the water. I was told to get in, and I just sat, literally mm. 40 minutes, one hour, uh, freezing in a 3-2. The water's 60, the air's 60, so it gets cold not doing anything. So I'm like, what the heck's going on? I was like, I was kind of tripping. And so we're... So our people, uh, other people were also reserving spots to go and test it out. There were journalists there. There was, you know, newspapers from, from the UK there. And there's like, what do we do? We just sit and wait. It was kind of weird. And then finally, I decided to go talk to the engineers of WaveGarden. And, and, and the founder of WaveGarden, uh, I think his uh, name is uh, Hosema. He was really cool. And uh, we hit it off. And um, he's like, hey, talk to me. Stick with me. And... Uh, he he got it started. He fixed whatever needed to be fixed. They're calibrating, oh, okay. calibrating the machine, making the cables. I mean, there's, it's like trying to show up to fly a plane before the wings are even put on it. Really? Basically, I was a pilot who showed up to an airport to fly a plane when the plane wasn't even finished being built. So there's some communication thing going on. So they got it 
at on Wednesday in the afternoon, I was ready. I got in and I happened to catch the first uh, eight waves. And I remember there were people watching. That there were staff members being trained watching, like 50 of those. There were, you know, uh, people from the community behind the chain link fence. Well, because the place was still under construction. I mean, I had to wear a hard hat and an orange vest walking around. Wow. I mean, there was. 100 employees still under construction workers still building a site i mean this place was under construction not just for the wave pool but for the facility so anyhow when i caught the first couple waves people were cheering and you can see people with their phones in the background filming and, and i was psyched i was like oh my god i just became the first surfer to to ride this wave by default and uh and it was it happened to be from the united states right <laughs> i don't think they really wanted that to be that way because also, I was told not to put out any footage or anything until uh, July 31st. Uh, there was another group that came one day later on July 23rd. Uh, two of the United Kingdom's top surfers showed up and uh, they did filming. They had GoPros, drones, all that stuff. And um, uh, Has that footage been released? Oh, yeah. I know the footage got released 24 hours before mine. Oh, okay. And um, it, you know... It, had I see, had I known that I, I wasn't allowed to release it until the thirty first, I might have had second thoughts because you want to release your stuff first, right? Sure. Uh, it has more of an impact, and, and as a matter of fact, the videographer who who filmed my my segment uh, gave it to Nersha. Nersha uh, leaked it out uh, four days in advance, and it was only up for one hour. It already had seven hundred and thirty likes in one hour, and wow. I, they told me it was reaching a hundred thousand views in one hour, which is psychotic. Yeah. And uh, I was bombarded with emails from the second group uh, for, that, that had the two UK top right. surfers to pull it down, pull it down, pull it down. It was like they were not stoked on it whatsoever. The right. public was stoked on sure. it. And, uh, and, and and the media was stoked on it. And then Surf Snowdonia themselves were saying, pull it down, pull it down. I was like, holy shit, all these emails came in. And I, I begged for them to pull it down. Inertia. They really didn't want to because their yeah, whole idea is get views. They're exactly. like, we're loving these views. And uh, I had to pull it down. So um, I held off... Uh, till the 31st you know and then by then Surfline's like oh sorry uh, we already went with the UK video Surfline wanted it too everybody wanted it but then uh, UK blasted theirs out 24 hours before mine and then uh, mine still went up on inertia and it got a hundred and almost 170,000 views wow yeah which is a lot still yeah. and um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm claiming it would have got triple that if, if the first initial release would have gone out yeah uh, not leaked out, but if it would have just gone out the, without having the UKs go first. So it was, there's a lot of weird political stuff involved, and uh, I wasn't aware of this whole let me go first thing until I already arrived. Sure. You know, it was kind of threw me by shock. Well, did did um, Snowdonia, Surf Snowdonia, compensate you for coming out there or anything like that? Uh, I had to extend my trip an extra day, and I had to get an extra, uh, change my flight. I had to also get a hotel, lodging, transportation extra day. Uh, they knew that I only caught eight waves, and it was already day three, and I was flying home the next day. Right. So the owner of Surf Snowdonia said to me, hey, Tom, listen. He goes, hey, we're stoked. Because it was day one, I'd ridden those eight waves, and, and, and um, the engineer of Wave Garden was super stoked. Um, he's like, hey, stay an extra day. I'll cover your flight, and I'll cover your hotel, and uh, we'd like you to stay. I'm like... I really appreciate that. Um, sure enough, one to two weeks went by. I didn't get anything. And uh, he finally just goes, hey, if after two weeks, he goes, hey, since your video leaked out on the Inertia website, uh, that's, a, that's a breach of our agreement. Uh, we're not going to be paying anything. I wow. think you did 
I think you did better on the uh, video than we did. What the hell does that mean? Wow. I just got done doing a, a, a friggin' two-page story or one-page story for the OC register yesterday, which is going to go out next week. Uh, he thinks that I did better on it than they did. I don't know, man. Anyways, that's, that's not good business. Yeah. Oh, man's and I didn't even leak the video. First of all, the videographer sent the video, told him not to release it to the 31st. And third, he never signed any agreement. How do you breach a contract that's not signed? It's not that's like me telling you, Dave, yeah. hey, I wrote a contract saying you owe me a million dollars. Well, if you never signed it, yeah. it's not a contract. Yeah. So anyways, that would kind of bum me out, but whatever. Yeah. I move forward. Sure. Let me ask you, what are the mechanics of the wave pool itself? Like how does the wave get generated? Mm. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not an engineer, yeah, yeah. but from my observation, there is a keel uh, that goes down this pier that divides the one side of the pool from the other. Right. And and depending on the speed of it, the power of it, the way it's calibrated, it sends different height waves at different speeds. So I was, on, on the 22nd, I had a lower tide, uh, faster wave. On the 23rd, I had a more higher tide, a little bit slower wave to catch up to. Mm. Um, and when I say higher tide, low tide, I mean they were draining the pool and filling the pool up with you know, millions of gallons of water and uh, the the pool level was, or the lagoon level was lower uh, on July 22nd. Okay. So on either side of that wall, there's a left on one side and a right on the other yeah. side, essentially. So you yeah. could pick. And, and what's cool is that it's different than the Wave Garden Spain. You ride it to one end of the lagoon and you can sit and wait there and ride it back. Okay. As opposed to paddling back out. Got it. So it's very efficient and you almost just use all of your energy to surf and not paddle. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. How is it different than the one in the Arab, Arab uh, oh, Emirates? Arab, yeah, okay. Um, I would compare, if you want to compare them to re real waves in the ocean. Yeah, definitely. Okay, United Arab Emirates is your beach break. Okay. One big explosive maneuver. Um, it can be turned into a left and right, but it's really too soft as okay. a left and right. But Emirates, most people like it as an oncoming section, one big maneuver. Right. Um, Surf Snowdonia is uh, like your Malibu point break, uh, if it were left. Got um, it. And of course, a right. Uh, it's close to being at lowers at a high tide, but I'd say it's closer to Malibu. Okay. So uh, it's pretty rippable. Yeah, five to seven maneuvers, uh, 15 to 20 second rides, uh, chest to shoulder high. Crazy. I'm interested in just your lifestyle. Like, it seems like with all that travel, like, yeah that you would have to be independently wealthy and have an unlimited amount of time off work. Oh, we talked about to that. To live. Again. Well, we talked it's about been it a year and a, it's yeah. been a year and a half, dude. All Let's right. I just want to keep saying it. Break it down. People want to know. Want, people want to hear that, oh, I'm a trust fund kid. How do you I live the resi? I, I exactly. sell the kilos of Coke. No, it's not neither of the two. Um, uh, How do you live the resi lifestyle? You, know, uh, you, you save your money. You live within your means. I drive a Honda Civic. I rent. Uh, I don't have kids. I'm not married. Um, I have a stable job. Uh, I have a couple sources of income. I also trade stocks. I work for a school district part-time. I get 20 paid vacation days, 12 paid sick days, and 12 holidays. Um, my trips are short, usually anywhere between missing f five business days or less um, per trip. And um, I have a connection at the airlines. I fly standby, uh, and that's pretty much how you do it. And even if people did have that schedule I have, they still wouldn't do it because they're set in their ways and they're just on the treadmill of life. And they're like, no, I gotta save more money. No, I gotta buy this big house. No, I wanna buy this better car. 
or you know whatever. So I see people with more money than me, more free time than me, and don't leave their freaking city. So I agree. I yeah, think no. it has to do with your mindset. Totally. They have this. Oh, someday you know when I after I'm done slave saving retire, I'm gonna do it at 70. Well, I saw people at 70 at Machu Picchu. They could barely even climb those steps. They were huffing and puffing, and by then they forfeited their health for money and they can't even enjoy the trip. Yeah, they probably saved their whole life for that one trip. Yeah, and they know? can barely do it because it's high altitude and then they let their health go to waste because they're sitting in the office or whatever it is they're doing. So um, I'm living now and I'm, look, I'm not, and I'm not an idiot either. My job also gives me pension and retirement so it's not like I'm gonna get old and have nothing. Right. So. So all that travel that I see of you throughout the year is based on 20 vacation days. Uh, yeah, yes it is. That's insane. Yes it is, uh, and a lot of those, some of those trips I did just in the United States, I had a knee injury, MCL tear, so I, uh, I just went and, and traveled locally and I'd just go for the weekend. It's insane. I'd go for Saturday and Sunday, done, or if it was a three day weekend and Monday was some kind of holiday, President's Day, Martin Luther King Day, I'd go for those days, done, back home. When you're hiring for a small business, you wanna find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInjobs.com surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. So with that standby scenario, like you wanted yes, to target a specific mission in yeah. Peru at a specific yeah, time. exactly. They can still accommodate that? Uh, yeah, well, you got to make sure you have a seat on the flight. Um, right. Luckily, uh, I have a high priority on the standby and, uh, it, you know... I don't. I'm not like number twenty on the list, so I, I usually get on the flights about ninety five percent of the time. Does it create a um, added hurdle to travel with surfboards? Uh, yeah, it does. A lot of people don't know the rules and regulations, and I'll be at the counter stressing. And uh, finally, I started printing the rules and regulations. And and uh, with the airline standby passengers, you got to have their boards go free if it weighs under seventy pounds, and it's the only bag that's being checked in. It seems like even within a specific airline that the rules are in flux depending on who you get at the yes, counter. Yes, absolutely right. And, it's and crazy. Yeah, no, no, it, it gets really bad. And and the last trip, I almost didn't even depart Peru. She said, boards can't even go to this country. I go, what? I was at the curbside and I was going 
home. I was depressed. I was like, I just made, you know, full accommodations. Some of them are, are non-refundable. And this lady's not even let my boards go. She says there's an embargo. You can't even go there. So I went and I Googled it on my phone. I saw that there is no embargo in that country. I came back in more confident, showed this screen of the website of the company, airline. And um, I was proven right. Yeah. And uh, my boards got on. But had... I talked to someone on my flight. I go, I go, I go. You know, I think fifty percent of people would have just gone home. He totally. said, No, ninety percent would. People don't ever question experts. Right. Ninety percent would have said the the authority was right. Your your trip's done. So I challenge that. But I, th- I often think if this was nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty, you don't have those kind of resources on your smartphone no. at that moment in time. You're screwed. You go home. You don't even know your rights. And by then, your trip's gone. Your accommodations, hotels, your NASCAR line trip, whatever's gone. And by the time you figure out you were in the right, it's too late. Yeah, well, I was in Central America just last month, and um, they lost our luggage for four days. Oh, my God. That's like half your trip. Totally. And it's like they make no amends to cover any expenses or anything like that. Yeah, you you got to get travel insurance. That's the one thing I always get. Yeah, you have to get travel insurance that covers trip interruption, trip delay, and all that. Because, you know, the airlines sometimes will not back you on that. Right. seems like all your stuff is always documented too through photo and video like yeah. everywhere you go how do, do you that. document all that stuff uh, with this nice little smartphone i never carry a real camera i never carry a, a, a video camera it's just all through the phone but what about like when you're surfing there's people oh, filming yeah that's well that thank goodness to this modern era of digital uh there whenever the waves are good uh there's somebody shooting that's that, the it just line. works out that way. And, and I, I go on strike missions, meaning I go in their swell. So I know when I'm going to a location across the world, it's going to be that best day of the month and somebody's going to be shooting. And so they either approach me or I approach them when I get out or I, you know, they message me on Facebook because Facebook's a cool community where they can find you. Or So like with Peru specifically, okay. Panic Point, right, is where you're at? Yeah. So I just... Again, I see you in okay. Snowdonia one day. I get yeah. back on Facebook a couple days later, and all of a sudden you're in Peru, and there's like photos and video from Psycho. multiple sessions. Psycho. Like every every good. I way don't understand why. Hey, I, I, personally, I would sponsor me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the team managers at this point are just a little bit jealous. <laughs> so <laughs> when, anyways, you, when you got out of the okay, water, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I a guy that messaged me the waves are good. Um, he was a tour guide for Peru, so he said he shoots. So he already took photos. And um, during my trip, but then I had water shots because I happened to get a good wave and then someone else was shooting photos in the water and I found him on Facebook and I got those shots. And you then, ask his name when you're- Ryan Turner. We got, I got Ryan Turner, the mayor of Huntington Beach and his son. <laughs> How's it going? Good, how's it going? The waves David. are really good right now, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's short, let's go surf. Me, Wait, you, you, Amer. Let's go surf. Where? I'll be done probably by 10. All right. No, it's firing. What are you guys doing? Radio, Podcast. talk radio. On live right now? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. hey, uh, uh, no, no, no. Take it easy. All right. Uh, okay. What was I talking about? Um, I forgot. Photographer. Okay. The so tour anyways, guide. So the, yeah. So, so the tour guy was shooting photos, and then I get this one barrel, and then so the guy has a water angle, and so I'm like, boom. And then so the, the water water photographer, do you paddle up to him and ask no, his no, name goes, so dude, that you the, can the, track this, him the, down the, later? No, no. The, he came up to me. He's like, I got photos of you. My name is Salah. I'm like, cool. And then I know that he's friends with the guy who's my tour guide, boom, Facebook message. Right. He lives in the same town, uh, done. And then all of a sudden my, my tour guide, uh, Jorge, he's like, hey, I was thinking I got video that, that one of your waves, uh, we'll get you the video, done. That's done, surf Snowdonia. Uh, I'm like, how, I'm not gonna fly someone out there. I knew, uh, this is just so weird, you know, life, you know, the whole law of attraction thing actually works. Whatever it is, it works. Sure. Um, 
uh, I was approached two weeks before Surf Zone, hey, by, by John Paul Van Swaw, who works at Surfing and Surfers, like, hey, I'd like to introduce you to this guy, Steve Thrailkill. He's been an apprentice uh, uh, at, uh, what do you call it, uh, Surfing Magazine or whatever, Surfer. He's in Europe right now. He has the same airline pass you do. I'd like to uh, introduce you to him. Maybe you guys can hook up. All of a sudden, Surf Snowdona, he's already in Germany. I'm like, hey, you want to go to the UK to do this? He's like, sure. You know, a couple hundred bucks. He flies over to the UK, and uh, we meet up there. I never, I never met him. Uh, actually, I met him by accident at Blacks. I didn't realize that until I arrived there. I'm like, oh, my God, I met you at Blacks once. But anyways, so that's how we hooked up, and he ended up filming that trip. It's just everything just comes together. Amazing. I don't know how. It's no, it's it cool. really is. No, because I mean, yeah, I, I, again, this is all based on 20 days and almost happenstance of running into these people. Yes, it's true. Throughout the course of the year. Yes. But we're obviously know and hang out with pro surfers who yeah. have a, that's all they do for a living and they have a budget. And I feel like you generate more content I do. and travel to more places. I don't get it. Than a lot of those people do get, who are doing it year I, round. I don't, I don't get how, how. I don't get it, dude. I, I have I score better waves. While I know you're there. I score better waves. I, I have the connections to get, to get these things, and these things happen where I score. I don't know. If people are in Bali for a month waiting for Desert Point to break, I show up and I get it in three days and go home. Right. Uh, I, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, 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 it's just I must have been doing something right because it's been coming together pretty well. Well, it's your energy level too, oh. you know, you're ready to go at the oh, drop yeah, of a yeah. hat. You like, probably hear it in this interview. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> really, they call it, uh, yeah, he's really mellow. To me, that means lazy, okay? Right, exactly. <laughs> when you were in Peru, you said something about surfing up 40 miles of coast, yes. desert coastline? Yeah, it's desert up there. That's Is that a different spot? Or yeah, were you surfing different spots than the Panic Point stuff that yeah, I saw? Yeah, 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 I surfed uh, three different spots um there's more if the winds were straight offshore all day i could have surfed more and right. waited for tides but yeah i surfed three different spots 40 miles of coastline um yeah uh, you have to take a four by four off-road uh truck and drive through dirt roads with a lot of oil checkpoints man i didn't know peru was so oil uh, rich yeah man yeah. And, and people like steal oil so there's there's checkpoints constantly waiting for people to steal the oil out of the pipeline because there's like all these pipes you see them i thought i was in syria wow I mean, there's a lot of oil there yeah i don't think that i was region, really aware of that either a lot like i was i was surprised so you need a tour guide essentially to find ways yeah, and man, stuff these like that do these dirt roads would fork off in five different directions and one would go towards the coastline but that's not the one you want you want the one that goes inland and hmm. somehow it wraps back into the coastline i'm like i would have got lost i would have lost freaking probably four hours of my life trying to navigate myself totally. my first time. So when you arrive at places like that, are there other surfers or is it kind of yeah, solo Yeah, no, 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 no. There's a lot of surfers and they all come for that swell and they all come from Lima and, and they're all considered locals even though they're from a two-hour flight south. Right. They're locals. It's, you know, I, I guess that's the main region where surfers are from and Lima's huge. It's bigger than Los Angeles. Right. So. Yeah, interesting. Um, maintaining that type of schedule and lifestyle obviously you got to be fit high energy tell me about the resi fitness regime what does it require are you on special diet or like how yeah, do you take yeah, care yeah, of yourself yeah, yeah. um well i i am uh my diet 80 percent is like raw fruits and vegetables eight um, percent 80 percent 80 percent raw fruits and vegetables yes i do eat bad i do occasionally eat fast food but that's like the 20 percent um and uh yeah i don't smoke i don't even drink and uh 
you work out? Do you hit no, the gym? No, I don't work out, but I stretch three times a day. Your buddy Amer's got a gym, right? You don't yeah, go hook I, it I don't up? have time. I don't have time. Um, I also advocate for my father, who's uh, had two strokes. That's a mission. Yeah. Mission, mission. It's like having a child that's handicapped, yeah. which I, I really respect people um, because uh, it's a lot of work and um, it's difficult, but uh, you have to do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't lift any weights. Yeah. I stretch, I eat healthy, and I surf. Um, I'm, I'm always active, so I'm, yeah. I'm glad I don't have to hit the gym because it's not as fun. I've never spent a day, I literally never have even stepped foot in a gym in my life. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I've only had maybe 10 times to 12 times in my yeah. life. Yeah. And that was on those free passes. Sure. So, and that was when I was like injured, I wanted to check it out and, and try and do some cross training. So I kept using the free passes. But, like, um, I wish I had the discipline, but I just, I don't even have the fun. interest. I yeah, like it's chasing, not fun at all. I like paddling like a madman trying yeah. to chase a set wave and not sitting on some kind of row machine sitting in place. Right. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, tell me real quickly, side note, based on Peru, what's a- Ancient Aliens? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it last night on demand. Uh, ancient Aliens, I-, I first stumbled upon, I don't know, five, six years ago. And uh, it, it has this theory, this this uh, ancient astronaut theory they always say to where if it, if it can't be explained it's aliens no got matter it. what it is got it how do they build this pyramid aliens how do they cut these stones so perfectly 90 degree angles aliens uh you know how are these uh geoglyphs drawn in the in the desert dirt 300 feet wide and long and and nobody had any airplanes to see it from the sky aliens so uh I, I went over to Peru and, and saw some of those sites that were on television, and I, and I mocked it like I was the host. Nice. <laughs> aliens. Do you have any opinions you want to share on, on that stuff? On that stuff. Uh, you know me, I'm, I'm a very open-minded person. I, I don't go by the you know set religions of the world or the, whatever, the six religions. Uh, I'm open to any ideas. I don't say Darwinism. I don't say oh, Adam and Eve. I don't even believe in any... I, I, I don't think Adam and Eve created... A whole population because there's so many different uh, different bone structures and different just features of man it's almost like different species all together and then I don't believe in Darwinism because it <clears throat> I don't think we evolved from like a caveman or an ape because I think that's a whole different set of species uh, but this is all theory too so yeah sure and I'm not really a scientist but uh, so ancient aliens kind of it's cool because it talks about secret societies right I saw one on Werner von Braun the guy who rocket scientist who sent people to the moon and he was part of like a secret society secret occults and, and, and it's interesting to see that, that there a lot of the people oh here's one a lot of the people that work at NASA or in the high levels of military they, they can't be uh, especially with, with NASA you can't be like Christian because oh, okay. they don't uh, Rusty Long so how are you doing Huntington there's no waves here. I'm just kidding. Oh, over Reef now. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Good to see you. I'm doing a radio uh, podcast. Podcast, whatever. Oh, doing. Uh, surf Snowdonia. All right. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. We'll see you uh, in the water too. Lowers probably, definitely. Yeah. All right. See you, Rusty. Funny. So I didn't know there's so many people walk down this alley. I rarely walk down this. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, where was I? Okay. So, uh, so if you work for NASA. They, you basically can't be a full-on Christian and be at the top level of NASA because you don't already believe in any aliens. You don't believe in any other life other than mankind. So if you're spending a billion dollars sending somebody to look for life in another planet or um, anywhere, 
you're almost uh, sabotaging the plan if you're 100% Christian. You cannot be. So a lot of these people are members of like uh, different occults mm. that, that know they believe in gods of space. They believe in um, all these mystical uh, practices and, and it's totally different belief system. So a lot of those people are members of secret societies. Um, and, and I mentioned that to a buddy of mine whose dad's a rocket scientist who designed like a space hotel. He said, you're absolutely right. Hmm. It's like, you're not gonna send a freaking astronaut that's 100% like gnarly Christian and says there's no life out there, there's no this. He would sabotage your program. Right. You have to have somebody that's more open-minded. Right. So. Um, Interesting. Yeah, you never thought about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love hearing your. Uh, right, I mean, dude, I, I wouldn't want to send a guy that's saying, this, we're the only mankind, da 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 da. By the way, get in my uh, billion dollar spaceship and go to Mars, look for life. Right. He's gonna sabotage your deal. Right. Interesting. Right. Love it. Right. Uh, let's talk real quickly. I know that you follow professional surfing, right? Okay. Yeah. Starting the Tahiti comp today. I don't do fantasy day. surfer. You don't? I don't. Why not? I don't want to. A fantasy is something that you don't do yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live the dream. Well, it's because I, I want. I don't want to chase the dream. I want to live it. We so, have such different mindsets. Yeah, I'm in the mindset that everyone. I can't go surf Chopu. You're in the mindset of like, I'm going to paddle out there go. with yeah. Nick <laughs> and battle Nick for a wave. <laughs> I'm not in that mindset, but I'm like, F that. I want to surf. Um, um, so I don't, I've never done it. A lot of my, everybody I know really is into it. I, I'm not into Well, it. here's the deal. Our local girl, Courtney Conlog, okay. sitting in first position right now in the women's tour. Wow. How about that? See, I didn't know that. I didn't she, know that. She is. That's pretty big. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I remember her when she was being trained by her parents at Lowers like 10 years ago. Yeah. What do you feel? How do you feel about women's pro surfing at the moment? Just oh, it's in general. Amazing. It's yeah. amazing. We yeah. see a lot of those girls come through here, obviously. So we no, get to no, see it's, them it's, surf. It's such a big change from the area of the era of the 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're like models and surfers at the same time and they can actually surf. Yeah. You know. How about our boy Kanoa taking down second place in the junior open yeah, yeah. and then the making semis. the semis in the men's yeah pretty, how old is he 18 yeah i think so 17 18, 18 something 18. Like yeah that. that's pretty amazing i mean it's a, this is this is no uh overnight uh success story this right. thing was molded and made from age four yeah. so uh he worked hard for it so it's almost at the point to where it's expected when you work that hard at, um and you and you've and you've it's you know what is it? One thousand surfboards, you know, five hundred thousand dollars or plus, million dollars later, uh, you know, thousands of video hours. Yes, 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 yes. This is good. So this is what I said in a comment on Chad Wells' Instagram, was the one of the marketing managers of Quicksilver. I said, I said, the investment, the long-term investment, is paying off. Totally. And now is the maturity stages where the next, like, you know, five to ten years is really going to um, come into its own. Yeah. That's where the investment pays off. Totally. Right? No, I agree. Let me ask you a little bit about that. Like, you have opinions about um, kind of the politics of surfing, of course, and media and all There's that sort of thing. politics and everything, yeah. Of course. Do you actually read? Do you subscribe to any surf magazines anymore? I Last time I subscribed to surf magazine was 1990. Really? That was a Grom. 1990? 19, 1988 to 1990. That was Surfer Magazine. That's so it. Do you read them even? I know you don't uh, subscribe. I, I, dude, I, everything's online. I find it online. You, you just surf through Facebook. Someone's posted a link. I know about Mick Fanning's shark attack when I was in an airport and it happened within 30 seconds. Right, exactly. I don't need what, Okay, do you watch surf videos? Yes. Movies? Uh, DVDs, no. All online. Got it. Do you purchase surf products? Occasionally. Do you? Like Occasion. like, surf brand T-shirts, no. wetsuits. Do you purchase any of that stuff? The stuff that the, no, the, no, the companies. No, I, I still have connections. I still have connections with wetsuits and clothing. I don't. 
uh, what am I wearing? A Star Wars shirt right now. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and the board shorts I'm wearing Quicksilver. Um, my friend worked at Quicksilver, so I got the size sample size uh, Quicksilver board shorts. I'm super stoked. And um, but that's kind of my thought is my like, watch is Vestal, and uh, did you pay my, for friend, it my friend's a president of Vestal. No, but they like it because I was here from Peru, and everyone's like, "Who's the guy with the white watch?" And everywhere I go, I mean, it's so. And I'm doing all these trips, so most of the stuff uh, I'm still like get hooked up, and, and I have surfboard sponsor, you know, accessory sponsor, Let's Party Traction, Promer Surfboards, uh, Clearwater Glassing, Fins, Finesse Fin System. Um, you know, and the, and the wetsuits, Quicksilver. Uh, so I'm pretty stoked. I even have like logo-less Quicksilver wetsuits, which is really Sweet. cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's like all black. Yeah, I love so it. I, so so here's the reason why I bring that up is like... Am talk. I a retail customer? Probably not. Ne- well, who, neither who, am who I. Who really is? Okay, so if that's, you, if you, if, let me break it down. If you're connected in the industry and if you surf somewhat pretty well, you know somebody. Well, let me break that down. Yeah. The clothing brands actually seem to be kind of disconnected from the core audience, us being the core mm. audience, the guys who actually surf. And they're really focused on marketing to the mainstream in middle America, yeah, but yeah. kind of using our imagery to market to those people, right? Right, right? And even wetsuits and surfboard brands, their customer base is so narrow because there's only so many people who actually surf that those companies aren't really gonna get super rich doing it. You know what I mean? They're gonna make a decent living by selling Hard wetsuits goods and boards. soft goods, right? There's a different profit margin. Sure. Media certainly is struggling in terms of print media and then digital yeah. platforms are still kind of being proven in different ways. But I'm just wondering like, if you were gonna invest money into Already some did. area Already of did. surf, wait, I, let me finish the question and then answer. If you're gonna invest money into some area of surfing right now, what would it be? I just bought a lot of Quicksilver stock and uh, it's at 50 cents. So, you know. So why? Hey, why? why? Given everything why? that I just said. Sponsor yourself, that's why. <laughs> but is it because? Um, well, because first of all, I, I don't think the company's going bankrupt at all. and. Um, at the price, it's it's extremely cheap. Yeah, I know they got this huge debt, but I think they're the last two companies that haven't been bought out by somebody. I think Quicksilver and Billabong are the last two companies. Well, Billabong's at 39 cents. I know. Why well, not buy Billabong? Yeah, well, that's that's true too. Um, but obviously, uh, Quicksilver is, is something I wouldn't near, be wearing it if home. I didn't believe it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Although I am bummed Kelly Slater's not with them, but sure. you know, I would have tried my best to keep that guy <laughs> yeah for sure but what my question um, is just like what can they even offer kelly kelly as a brand is bigger than quicksilver as a brand yeah yeah i understand yeah. i don't know i don't know what's going on behind the scenes but um but yeah you asked me what i would i sort of invested in quicksilver okay what area of surfing in just like do you see as kind of being the next platform like where do you see the most growth happening oh i, I like to watch uh media media yeah, I want to serve, serve videos. Yeah, like I'm watching Jordy Smith do a ten foot alley oop above the lip. How I, nuts was that? Yeah, so I'm watching media. That's what I, that's what instantaneous drives me. media. I want to watch the progression of surfing, and I and and I don't want to be stagnant myself, but I like to watch surfing and uh, see who's hot and who's pushing it and what wave has been discovered and what you know what up and coming next kid or how epic Kandui was on the century swell. I want that's media. I'm fascinated by the media and I don't know how to make money off it but well the investment would be then in tech digital yeah. instantaneous yeah. who's that's what Go- we're doing right now podcast exactly no it All is right. in GoPro you know GoPro oh, being I bought able a to- GoPro when did you buy I, I bought it uh, about three weeks ago oh okay what yeah. was the price when you bought it uh, it was $54 I, I bought it at 36. Yeah, you're stoked. I, I know. I, yeah, no, I saw it. I saw it when it was at 36. I was back in March. I was pissed. I bought it at 36 and it went to 98. Yeah, I know. Oh, you bought it in the beginning then. I bought it 
You bought it in the beginning, right? When day, public, I bought yeah. it on day two. Did you sell or did you just hold it? I'm holding. Yeah, yeah. No, I think GoPro's huge. They're I was, huge. But that, but so that's so the thing. So Quicksilver and GoPro are the two companies that I believe in um, that to make profits in. But based on everything that you just said, I actually agree with you. Those are the things that I want to see. And so who's instantaneously uploading stuff? How do you translate that um, that swelling can do it to getting it uploaded online in the fastest amount of time. Oh. And it's the tech sector that's yeah, gonna do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. GoPro being able to stream wirelessly instantly yeah, yeah. that transmission, you know? Yeah, GoPro can even get into phones. You can have a GoPro phone, like a GoPro Samsung phone. Totally. You can, uh, I can see these cameras being GoPro. Hey, take them in the water. Action, you have your, uh, your action adventure phone. You yeah. know what I mean? You can take it with you in the adventure. Right. I could see that coming soon. That's that's, that's the only way it. it could be. Yeah, I can see their cameras and their stuff being integrated into phones. Well, imagine the if GoPro laptop Apple. Well, I don't know. But, no, imagine we're watching this Chopu contest and those guys do have GoPros on their yeah. boards, but it's a live stream. So when Mick's getting barreled, you got the channel angle filming him, cut to the, the barrel angle, hint point of view inside the barrel Mick looking out so and then cut back to him getting spit out I mean that's practical yeah and it's also it's really not... brings the non-surfer to the feeling of the barrel yeah. it's just GoPro has done that beyond anybody's capabilities to really bring people inside the barrel that's one of the hardest things to explain to people oh yeah it seems <clears> like <throat> with what you do that solo shot thing would be applicable yeah well but I don't want it to be stolen while I'm on the beach right. in some third world country totally have you tried using it yet no no, no but I saw I, looked, I saw Ben Bourgeois had a cool video in, somewhere in uh, Cape Hat or I don't know where it was Outer Banks and yeah. it was, I was like wow that's pretty cool yeah. it needs to be zoomed in more but it's hard because if you zoom in more it could be more shaky I guess yeah yeah awesome anything else you want to say before we wrap this up uh we did a pretty good job. How are the waves? Dude? Waves are really fun, and I think we're like go right surf. out front. Right out front. How's it look? Finally, it, uh, it looked like it was shoulder high, glassy, peaky, rights and left, warm water, 68 degrees, and it's a killer summer day. So we're gonna wrap this up and go surf. It's like you're on vacation, dude. Yeah, no strike mission needed here. No need. No. <laughs> All right, thanks. Just try to follow Rezzy on Instagram at Rezzy76. Cannot even keep up with him on social media. He's all over the place. But we have a link to his Instagram. Uh, video footage uh, on our website as well, um, surfsplendorpodcast.com. Video footage of him surfing Surf Snowdonia. Um, also the wave pool in the Arab Emirates. And photos of everything that we discussed in this show, all that stuff is on surfsplendorpodcast.com, along with all 98 last episodes of the show. So this is number 99. We're coming up on triple digits next week. So check all that stuff out. All Everything is in the archives for free. And of course, um, there's a comment section for every show. So I encourage you engage in the community there. That's a great way to leave feedback for us. And then um, you can follow us on social media at Surf Splendor. All right. Hope you're enjoying the Chopu event. Couple of cool early rounds. And it looks like there's some pretty amazing swell on the way for the end of the event period. So we might have a couple of days off here. But enjoy that. I'll be back next week to wrap up that event and to bring you all the news that's fit to print. All right. Thanks, Rezzy, for the episode. And uh, thanks for listening. This is David Scales reminding you 
whether it's in a wave pool, the ocean, a lake, a stream, wherever, just shred on. But that's not what I want to hear all night long. Some people are like human to an all. Sensations. 